What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteNext.com. Today I've got Jesse with me, oh wait, I got Jesse with me and we're gonna, we're, we're gonna show you what to do about tight hips. Because a lot of times guys will say, oh my hips are so tight or they'll even say, my hip flexors are so tight and I can't squat. Guys, it doesn't make sense. Because at no point, yes, your hip flexors should actually be activated in the descent of the squat, actively pulling you down, but it's not a hip tightness. They're not being stretched at the bottom of the squat. As a matter of fact, they're getting more lax. So what we want to do is fix somebody like Jesse, who actually has some tightness on a squat. Go ahead and squat down. He gets up and he feels tightness in through here. What's causing that? I'm going to help you guys because we're going to go through three stages. Number one, we're going to take a look at the non-Jesse, actually Raymond over here, to look at skeletal factors and things that you can do right away to fix the tightness that you're having. The next thing we have to do is we have to actually look inside the joint a little bit, right around something we call the hip capsule. A lot of times we don't really address this, there's going to have some mobility actions that we could do to try to get to the root of it. And then if that doesn't work, there's some other things that we tend to always overlook at the muscle level. And it's not just about stretching the muscles, it's about what the activity of those muscles are and what the stability of those muscles are because if it's not there, you're going to be getting some compensations other places that's going to be causing these tight hips. So when stretching's not working, guys, you got to look other places. This video is going to help you to finally get to the root of it. All right, so obviously there's a lot of things that can be causing that tightness and that restriction, but we have to start somewhere in trying to figure it out. And the easiest place to do that is to just stay here right here on the ground. And no, you don't have me to do this for you, but the good news is you don't need me to do this for you. You just take your hip through three different ranges of motion here. The first is how much flexion do you have? Right? And you can do this yourself, again, by grabbing onto your knee and pulling up. And for Jesse, he's actually got good flexion. He can get well past waistline, and it doesn't feel hard at the end. You want to make sure it's not feeling like it's running into a wall, but that it has some bounciness to it. The next thing is you want to check internal rotation. And even though the foot's moving that way, outward, the hip is actually going into internal rotation. You want to look and see how much rotation can you get here. 30 or 45 degrees would be great. And Jesse's actually got good rotation. And again, you don't need me to do that, though it's easier. You could do that yourself just to sort of test that. Then we have to go into external rotation. In an external rotation here, we're going this direction. And what I'm looking for is if this lower leg can kind of cross your waistline. Be parallel to your waistline. Run east and west. And a lot of you are going to probably find that you're going to have some restrictions here, right? But if you find that you have this restriction, really hard end feeling, restriction to in internal rotation, significant, and also combined with some of this flexion limitation here, that would start to indicate to me you've got some bony arthritic changes going on there. Or you've got some type of impingement or a labral tear. Or maybe even a bursitis if you have some pain. And those are cases, all instances, where you would want to go get checked out for something that needs a little bit more qualified medical attention there. Because that's not something you're going to fix here in, in a single video. right? But when we see the restrictions when they're coming more from what we're going to find in this video, more capsular restrictions, things that you can do something about, you're likely going to find that the restrictions come in external rotation. And that's exactly what we find here with Jesse. You can see that his external rotation on this side is nowhere near getting to waistline. He's nowhere near parallel here to his waist. He's not running east-west. He's got all this lack of external rotation. So we need to try to figure out what is happening here. We're going to look at the skeleton in the easiest of changes, because we know we could do some things just with his own posture and how he sets up for a squat to help alleviate that and create more room. But if that persists, then you got to start looking deeper, guys. you got to start looking into the hip itself and the capsule, which we're going to do. And then, interestingly, looking at the muscles, but not just from stretching them out, but how we actually can use the activation of those muscles, or really the inactivation, that's happening here that's causing the tightness in the hip. So I'm going to explain all of it step by step, and we're going to start right here with the skeleton. 
Alright guys, so let's start off anatomically here, because it's the easiest thing, the thing that you can do just like this, just by changing position, but it helps to understand what's actually happening inside your hips when you go to squat. We should know that one of the requirements is to get into hip flexion, right? That's what a squat is, you're getting into a deep hip flexion. You want to be at proper depth. Well, the first thing you can do to help yourself is realize that to get into flexion, you want to make sure that you have external rotation because it's going to be easier to get deeper into flexion if you have external rotation of the hip. And you can see that right here. If I were to take my hips and internally rotate them like this and then try to go into flexion, you can see that I actually get limited in how high I can go. We get bony stops here inside the acetabulum here, the ball and socket of the hip. That actually gets cleared substantially more when I externally rotate the hip and I can keep going all the way up here. That's when you see kids get way down into a deep squat. You have to externally rotate the hip to get there. So you're doing yourself a favor if you realize that and you set yourself up to do that. So the easiest way to set yourself up is twofold. Number one, you take a little bit of a wider stance. Right? If you go narrow stance squat, you're already starting to cause, again, some impingement in the hip here, an inability to get past this bony block right here. And you can literally see it getting stuck. It's getting stuck right here on the pelvis. You know, but if I take my leg out wider and now I go down in there, I've cleared that. There's a clearance here. Anatomically, I've actually created a better opportunity to get down. But then I can also just turn my legs out a little bit. It's a necessary part of squatting. We talk about it all the time, guys. If you want to squat effectively and properly, you do need to turn your, your legs out. And not just your feet. Your feet doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. Because you could turn down here and get some rotation of the tibia that won't have any impact on the hip. It's about getting the entire leg turned out, keeping those knees over the toes. That's when you hear that because you want to keep the whole leg out so that now when I go into that squat, I've got external rotation. So if you're already having problems, let's say you do this, but you still feel you've got this tightness inside, we got to go to the next part here, and that's to actually examine what's going on right here in the hip capsule at the head of the femur here in the, in the acetabulum. All right, so if you tried to make those skeletal modifications where you open up your hips and you squat and you're still finding that you've got that tightness, you can't really identify where it is, but you've got the tightness, well, then what you would want to do is you've got to start looking a little deeper, right, inside the joint. And again, when people start pressing here, it's really because they can't get to what's actually bothering them, and that's actually the ball and socket joint. And what they're talking about there is the capsule. Right? The, the surrounding ligaments and structures that kind of hold the hip joint together. It's like a series of seat belts and straps. And it kind of acts like this. If this is the ball and socket, if I have tight capsule over the top and you try to create movement, come on, Jesse, create some movement. It's tight. <laughs> right, right. So that's the, the idea is that you're limiting the freedom of motion in here. But if I actually was able to use this the head of the, of the femur here as a mobility tool to create more space by pushing into these areas of tightness so that I actually loosened it. Now all this freedom of motion is back and we want to restore that. Well, we can do that and we can actually do that very specifically here with Jesse to try to restore that external rotation and flexion that's needed in a squat. So what you do is you take a band, you anchor it to something behind you, and then you step into it on the affected side, which we know in this case is Jesse's hip, left hip. So now he anchors it up nice and high, not too high, Careful. <laughs> High, and then you put yourself with your foot up on a box. Now, if we want to just go into flexion, which a lot of people will have you do, is they just have you kind of sink into it, right? And what the band is doing on that high hip position is creating a little bit of a distraction in the hip joint to allow for some of that mobility and to allow it to sort of push into that posterior capsule, 
right? The tight posterior capsule to allow more flexion. That's the idea. You're using your own bones as tools to stretch out the capsule. But we can do better than that because we know we need external rotation anyway. So we can combine them because they're going to happen in a combined way in a squat. So we actually dive down into flexion, but we allow the hip to turn out because we know that external rotation is being able to do this, to turn the foot in this direction, right? So the hip joint needs to go into external rotation. So Jesse's not just diving straight down into flexion, but he's diving into external rotation in this way. Now, you can feel that? Yeah. All right, it's tight. Now what we do is, you got to make sure, guys, that your foot still stays flat on the ground because, again, if we were to go translate this over to a squat, you don't want to just let it roll. It's not going to roll when you're squatting. Your feet still have to stay in contact with the ground. So that roll would be bad. You want to keep this down and work on that external rotation. Go ahead, dive and open. There you go. At the same time, you get the benefit of hitting them both together since that's what you're going to need when you get over there. Now, this is something you want to work on, especially, again, if you're still feeling that problem when you were doing the, when you made the modifications of your stance. But beyond that, what we need to do is look another level, right? Because there could be something muscular that's going on, but it may not just be about stretching it. It could be more importantly about activating muscles that are far away from the area of your problems. Let me show you what that means. All right, so here's where things actually get interesting because we start to talk about the muscles, which is where most of us put all of our attention, but it's not about necessarily the flexibility of the muscles. And you do realize that there are a lot of muscles that cross the joint or at least impact the hip and its motion. There's like 27 muscles that will impact the motion of the hip. So we're not necessarily looking to dissect the function of every single muscle, because that would take a real scientist to do that. We don't need to do that. All we want to do is look at overall motions. So if we can't get, in your case, in a lot of people's cases watching, if we can't get into hip external rotation, in general, what is probably restricted? Uh, your internal rotators? Right. <laughs> the stuff that's actually opposing external rotation. So whatever causes internal rotation in the hip would be potentially impacted here. Now, in your case, if you have a limitation in motion of the hip, what's interesting is the, the desire to go stretch it, or stretch the internal rotators in this mm -hmm. case, is not really where I would start. See, I would start and see maybe there's some kind of a restriction caused for a reason. Because the number one thing your body always wants to do is it wants to stabilize the spine. Your spine, for good reason, is its main focus. Because an injury to the spine could be life-changing. Yeah. So what we want to do is always have stability there. Well, we know that the way the joints are set up in the body is that the knee is a stable joint. The hip is supposed to be really, really mobile, right? The ball and socket. But the low back needs to be stable. We alternate these stable and mobile joints. Right. Well, if the hip joint here is tight, why would that be? Maybe there's some instability where there should be stability. Right. And the right. place that I look right away is the low back. The low back is supposed to be stable. The spine is supposed to be stable. If the spine is not stable, maybe there's some compensation going on here. Right? So if we can wake up the muscles that, that are supposed to be providing stability to the pelvis and the trunk, then maybe the hip would say, all right, I can do my thing. So what I would do for you is I would put, and you, I would put you through this move. I'd have you get on your side here, because again, this is the tight hip. So if this is your tight hip, I'd have you get in this position here, and we want to say, hey, what potentially could be causing some of that internal, like that tightness into internal rotation, okay? So I'd have you get in this position here. Now I want you to provide, uh, perform a side bridge. But when you perform the side bridge, you're going to drive through your adductors, the muscles on the inside here, to try to pull up. Ooh. Yeah, I feel that. Right. Okay, now all I'm looking for is just for you to hold that. And I'll awaken these muscles on the inside here that's driving this. Now this is here for support. Now let's say this is too hard for you. Let's shorten it all up a little bit. Bring this up. You can bring this even like that. Now go ahead and push. You feel it still here? Yeah. A little easier, but it's still, 
getting the job done here on the, on the inside. So if we can waken these muscles up, right? Now go ahead and lay back on your back again. And if I could take the test again and go into external rotation, I'm actually a little bit better, believe it or not. I mean, I'm actually, you can see this, I'm actually a little bit, before he, was, he had at least about a 30 degree lack here, he's closed that down a, a pretty good amount. If all of your rotation deficit goes away, then yeah, you're looking at an instability problem. You're looking at this tightening here. This is trying to cause the stability that you're lacking somewhere else. If you had the stability of your pelvis from the other places that are supposed to do it, then you wouldn't need to create this lockdown stability in your hip. It's supposed to be mobile. Right. So when it gets more comfortable knowing that his job is free to do what it has to do, it can actually restore the motion. If this doesn't clear it though, there's one more thing that we can do. Just lay on your stomach. This is where we look for just overall flat out weakness. And I will say that you're probably going to find that there's going to be an element of this as well. So for Jesse's left leg here, the first thing you want to do is you're going to bring his leg up like we did, like this. And now, first thing you want to do is you want to test your strength into rotation. So if he lifts his foot off the ground but keeps his knee down, what is his strength there? How does it feel? No, that's easy. Okay, easy. And actually, if I were to hold, if you were to hold it and I would press, he actually could kind of resist me right there. Now, that's his internal rotation strength. To test his external rotation, he's got to lift his knee off of the ground. I said lift his knee off of the ground. <laughs> <I'm> trying. <laughs> See, he can't get his knee off the ground very high because he doesn't really have strength there. And I don't even have to do it with one finger. Go ahead. One finger, I could push him back down again. He's lacking external rotation strength of his hip tremendously. Right? And then the last thing I could do is I could have him try to lift the whole leg up. See, and, and as soon as he does, he dives right down into internal rotation. He has no strength. Inflection, lift it up again, the whole leg. Inflection with external rotation, he can't even keep it there. So I know he's got some weakness there and that's something that we'd want to address. So things like hip miniband walks, uh, clamshells, anything we could do to sort of strengthen the external rotators of the hip would be a good deal. The bottom line here, guys, is that there's a lot of causes for what's happening and why you feel tightness. The thing that's not happening here is a tightness in the flexors of the hip. When you go down into a squat, your flexors are getting shortened, right? They're not lengthened. They're not being stretched. You don't need to stretch them anymore. Right. What you need to do is you need to figure out why you're having this actual cause. And if modifications in how you stand don't fix it, you move to the next level. If modifications in stretching out that capsule don't fix it, you need to move to the next level. If the mobility or stability of this joint isn't really affecting what you do, isn't really getting to the bottom of it by fixing that sort of inactivation of the muscles that are, that are opposing what you're trying to do, right. you need to move to the next level. If the weakness is there, or let's say there is no weakness there, and, and you test out strong where Jesse failed miserably, you need to move to the next level. Guess what that next level is? Stretching the hip. Yeah. It comes last. Stretching the muscles of the hip are going to be the least impactful when it comes to getting to the real root of why you're feeling that tightness or having restriction when you get to the bottom of the squat. So guys, I hope you found this video helpful. In the meantime, if you're looking for programs where we put the science back in strength, because as you can see, these things matter and there's a progression to what you should be doing at every step of the game. You want to assess what it is after you've made a change and then go from there. Not just keep doing the same things all the time expecting a different result. And our programs are based on that. If you head to athletics.com right now, you can find the program that's best suited to your goals. In the meantime, if you haven't already, guys, please subscribe and turn your notifications so you never miss a video when we put one out. And make sure you leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know so I can cover for you to try to help you guys in your training and take it to that next level. All right, guys, be back here again soon. See you.